this week on the Trend Out Loud podcast. There is one thing that I did find out that I find very, very scary. All right, let's talk AI. Um, Jeffrey Hinton, the godfather of AI, they call him the godfather of AI. Uh, he quit Google so that he could talk freely about AI and the dangers of, uh, ahead. Um, he said there's things for us to warn about, and I have no idea how to feel about it. Normally, I'm super opinionated. I know everything that I want to say, um, and I'm super direct about it. But I just, I don't know, maybe it's because I haven't used enough of AI or I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't say anything, but I don't know enough about it. Um, so I'm like, I can't, I'm kind of on the fence from the information, you know, that I heard about it. You know, it doesn't seem like, like we need to be super worried about it because it seems like it's a, a technology and a tool that, of course, is going to help us and humanity. But, you know, I heard six months ago that there was, um, a bunch of AI executives that signed a letter that says that, you know, we should look into the warnings. Now, of course, you have the godfather of AI saying that, listen, I need to quit my position so that I could speak freely and there's warnings. So you got to think in the last six months, if the architects of the technology are trying to send us warnings, then we need to be warned about it. But uh, like I said, because I myself sit on the fence I call a couple of people, see what they think about it, call a couple of family members to try to get some more information. I think I feel a little bit more comfortable about it, and I think that there's not cause to freak or panic, but I'll let you decide, and anybody out there that has more information or, like, you know what I mean, could help steer me in a way or help steer people in a way to know, like, you know, maybe there is a cause for panic. Maybe there is a cause for, you know, the government to get involved and laws to be put into place, but... You know, like I said, for the information that I was able to gather, I feel a little bit more calmly about it. But there is one thing that I did find out that I find very, very scary. So I want to start out with that. Here's a clip from Jeffrey Hinton. The kind of intelligence we're developing is very different from the intelligence we have. Mm. We're biological systems and these are digital systems. And the big difference is that with digital systems, you have many copies of the same set of weights, the same model of the world. And all these copies can learn separately, but share their knowledge instantly. So it's as if you had 10,000 people, and whenever one person learns something, everybody automatically knew it. And that's how these chats can know so much more than any one person. Okay, that's scary. Like, let's just recap that for a second. I am a human you listening are another human. Today, I learn, I don't know, how to ride a bike. You go ahead and learn how to, I don't know, play baseball. So you know how to play baseball. I know how to ride a bike. But the thing with AI is that we they don't learn individually. Once one learns, all 10,000 learn. So they learn simultaneously. So that is the thing that scares the crap out of me of a tool that we created, there's no human that will be able, like just imagine if all, just imagine, forget 10,000, just imagine 20 of your friends or 20 of your family members and you guys are able to plug into each other's head and everything that you learn throughout your day, as you go on through your day, we learn something new every day. If all 20 of us learn something individually, we all learn it. Do you know what kind of super human we would be do you know the kind of power that we would have like yeah we share information and tech stuff but every single thing that one of us learn we all learn yo we'd be billionaires in two seconds so i just think that like that is the 
the the this scary part of how quick it is able to learn and how um uh, and how united AI is. I don't know if the right word is united, but how you know just the fact that like it's all together as one. It's all a computer and it's all one system and it's always continuously learning and continuously sharing what it's learning. Like it it could be more supreme than anything that we've ever imagined. But like I said, um, you know, I talk with my um, my brain trust, uh, and um, I think I feel comfortable with AI. So I'll go over a couple of things that um, you know I talked about. Um, so one thing, like I spoke with my sister, and I'm like, "Yo, what do you what do you think about AI?" And she told me that she called the bank to do something and they, uh, I think she left a message or she did something and they had to call her back and they said, look, we got your message. We got, you wanted to transfer the $2 here or do this with the money, but we couldn't do it because we weren't too sure if it was AI. So we had to call you back, which is, I didn't even know it was already at that point. But I think my takeaway from that is like, I understand now we don't have, the 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 processes to make sure how to validate if that was my sister who made the call but because i think it's new but i think in any form of technology of course in the beginning there's going to be uh, you know a bumpy road right and it's just like for example telemarketers of course i know there's still telemarketing going on right now but in the 80s and 90s telemarketing was rampant because it was new but now you know, nine out of 10 people you call with a, you know, hey, you know, transfer me this or transfer me that. You're like, got to tell a marketer. So I just think that like the whole thing of, you know, taking somebody's voice and you might think it's Trent calling you and you might think it's Trent asking you to do this. Or another example, like I heard of um, a father saying that he is really afraid that he might get a call for, from his daughter who he thinks is his daughter saying, this and this happened to me or this happened and he won't know it's his daughter. But again, I'm not saying that that's not scary. I'm not a parent or even like the bank. But what I'm saying is that I think now because you're so used to, you know, me calling or my sister calling or your daughter calling or your boyfriend calling or whatever, and you're not thinking that somebody can replicate your voice. Once you know that there are tools out there that can replicate your voice, you're obviously not going to take a call and be like, yes, obviously that was my mom calling me. I think there's going to be other tools that we have that will help us authenticate who we are. So I'm not saying that I, that I have no fear for that, but I just think that it's more fearful in the beginning, like anything that, um, that comes around any sort of new technology, of course, there's going to be people that take care of that technology. Uh, There's going to be people that take advantage of that technology, but I think there will, there'll be inventions that help prevent, of course, not totally take it away. Of course, people are still going to get tricked There's people that still get tricked over telemarketers. But I just think that there'll be tools that put in place to help us authenticate. Like another uh, friend of mine who um, I called, she was like, I use over 25 um, um, AI tools right now. Uh, Chat GPT, not not only Chat GPT, but their software together. And she said she loves it, but she fears politically um, what what a, a political person could do with AI and how, you know, you know, somebody could send Putin a message 
of like, oh my gosh, this is Joe Biden and we just flew a plane here or we did this. And it's like, yeah, I understand now because you might not think that it's possible, but the fact that you know that it could be AI now, right? If you did that two or three years ago, I get it. But the fact that you know that it could be AI and you know that it could be fake, then I don't think people are going to be like, oh my gosh, Biden sent me a message. So this could be it. You know what I mean? Like there, there's, there's going to be things that are invented that we know are going to be able to counteract or authenticate what, what could be real and could not be real. I think that will be the next wave. Um, so I'm not super afraid of that. Um, another thing, um, uh, I called my nephew and he was like, his sister, my niece, loves uh, AI, loves uh, chat uh, GPT, sorry, chat GPT. And, um, you know, she puts in a couple of subjects and it can write around an essay. And he was saying that he actually doesn't like that because it takes out, takes the learning away from writing an essay. The whole point of writing an essay on a subject of, let's say, I don't know, the history of Jamaica. And he was like, I want to learn about the history of Jamaica. So I want to take, I want to go to Google and I want to learn. I want to do my research. I don't want, I don't want an AI tool to just write it for me. Um, so that's one take on it from, you know, a teenager. But when I spoke with my cousin, he was like, again, kind of like what I was saying, where you just have to adapt to it. So now teachers are like, they have to come up with more creative ways, knowing that a student could just use AI for to write their essay let's come up with more creative uh, let's more come up with more creative ways than not writing an essay so maybe it's like class discussions or um my sister was like you know now teachers are making students write essays in school but i just think just like how with the banking and the political knowing that this technology is out there and knowing that there will be some kids like my nephew that are like no i don't want to use it and some like my niece that are like yeah i do want to use it I just think that the school system will have to adapt and become clever and know that it's out there. So again, that's another point to make that if AI was hidden and nobody knew about it, I think that would be the danger. But the more that it's talked about and the more that it's out there and to know that, you know, we, you know, you could be using AI for a PowerPoint presentation or for an essay, then you'll have to work around it. And then, the other good, great thing is that the girl who I told you that I was speaking to that she uses 25 um, AI tools, she was like, look, you know what? I do a lot of consulting for companies and um, I have a lot of different clients. And, uh, you know, for me to make a presentation, uh, it would take me a few days. Now with some of my AI tools, I can make the same presentation in two or three hours. But she, unlike my nephew, she doesn't have to learn. She just has to make a presentation that works for the client that she is presenting to. So if she could use an AI tool that she says, okay, well, these are the colors. And like she's even saying, she could say, this is the tone. I want it to be short tone. I want it to be a long tone. I want it to be aggressive. I want it to be smart. I want it to be whatever. So she is not in school learning like how my niece and nephew are, but she's running a business. So if this AI tool... And we'll get into an employment in a second. If she can use this AI tool to lessen the time that she has to make a PowerPoint presentation and she can now consult with 
10 companies instead of consulting with two companies um, and, you know, not have to pay, for example, two employees to build this deck, then I think it's a good thing. Um, so now that I just brought up employees, let me get to employees because I think, um, I think that's people's biggest fear with AI and jobs. And Elon Musk was saying, I called a friend of mine that he was like, Elon Musk says that people are going to have to go on a welfare system because there's not going to be enough jobs for people because AR, AI is going to take over the market. This is what I think. I think throughout history, there's always been an evolution with the job market. 200 years ago, everyone was farmers. Now, of course, they're still farmers, but nobody aspires to be farmers. Um, uh, you know, uh, my father is like, you know what? Uh, I don't like when I go to the grocery store and I have to do self-checkout uh, because there's a neighborhood kid that used to be, you know, at the cash register or bagging groceries. And I don't want to take money away from the kid um, that could be bagging groceries and make a minimum wage. And it's like, you know what? I don't feel bad for that kid because that 15 year old now, 30 years ago, that was bagging groceries. Now is at home and he's selling Bitcoin and he's worth $10 million or, you know, a hundred million dollars. And 30 years ago, he wouldn't be able or she wouldn't be able um, to have that opportunity. So I just think that the evolution of society, of course, we're going to lose jobs, but there's so many jobs that will come because of AI and because of just technological technological advancement that I don't think that it will come to a point where nobody has jobs and just rich people will have a company and you'll just have one person working and the whole entire workforce will, I just think that there'll be other, and again, it will, it will obviously take a while to, um, to, uh, um, to figure out. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that there won't be a hit to the workforce, but for example, when people used to, you know, uh, mail letters and, you know, mail bills, there's po uh, post men and women had to deliver your mail now. And then when that happened, when email started, people were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen with mail? But now we ship things because we don't shop because we shop online. So now Post Canada is making more money than ever. Yeah. People don't mail letters or mail bills anymore. Everything is paperless and the internet, but there's other jobs that were created because of that. Now you need more factory. And I understand that AI is going to take away factory jobs. But my point is that as technology, as technology advances and jobs are eliminated, we can't even comprehend what the world will be like and what other jobs will be created. A job of an influencer didn't exist 20 or 30 years ago. Now there's courses and there's like job criteria for influencers. That's just one job criteria that I think even 20 years from now, you'll, you know, you'll talk and be like a lawyer, doctor and an influencer, like it'll be that big of, of, of a job. So I am somewhat concerned about jobs, but I feel like we will, um, other jobs will be created and that will, uh, level itself out. Um, all right. Some of the other things um, that people were saying uh, were um, the music industry. Like, what do we do with music? There's like four or five Drake songs out right now that are super hot that are not Drake, not real Drake. It's AI Drake. Or I heard the other day um, Biggie doing um, a Nas track like and it sounded exactly like Biggie. Like I, I was like, that's big for sure. But it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to cripple the music industry. When Napster came around and, you know, you had to buy CDs and Napster came and you're like, why am I going to buy CDs? It, it hurt the music industry. 
I was in the music industry at that time and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get out of the industry because there's no money in it anymore and artists were hurting. But after a couple of years, somebody developed streaming and now we don't buy CDs and we stream music and we you know, use um, Spotify or we use um, um, or we use Apple or whatever streaming service you use. Some of us pay $10 a month. Some of us it's free and there's commercials. But when Napster started and cd sales plummeted because people were just you know stealing music nobody thought oh my gosh well the music industry is going to be back and be super profitable for streaming because we didn't even understand streaming at that point so the same way how a piece of technology hurt an industry it ended up creating another type of technology that now has an immense amount of profitability that nobody could th think about. And to me, that is what I think about with AI. I think it will hurt a lot of industries right now. I think it will cause a lot of confusion with fraud and political stuff or whatever. But I think as everybody is accustomed to it and other technologies are invented or created to, to, to protect us and to protect the world from AI, then um, and that's where I think, like, I, that's why for me, I'm not, you know, extra worried about it. But again, I'm, this is just the information that I have right now. We might have, I might have more, uh, more information on another podcast, maybe six months down the line, maybe, you know, Jeffrey Hinton might come out and, you know, tell us really why he's worried. But from the information that we have right now, um, like one of my other nephews, um, said, he was like, yo, I think right now AI is really just a fancy Google or a really fancy calculator. And I mean, and that's really what AI is, right? It's like he was telling me and see, he used his AI tool. I think the way that it was supposed to be, or like the, the, not the way it was supposed to be, but a way that it wasn't, you know, felt like it was cheating in, in one of his school projects where he took a PowerPoint, he put it into um, AI tool and he, he asked the AI to quiz him and the AI gave him a quiz. So it's like, yeah, Google can't do that, and um, uh, AI can do that, but it's just really, I agree with him, it's really just a fancy, glorified Google, and the same way how people, like, fear the internet, oh my gosh, the internet, do you know people feared radio, oh my gosh, radio, when radio comes out, kids are going to, you know, knock out outside, or just going to stay inside, TV was the same thing, the internet was the same thing, social media is the same thing now. I just think that AI is a tool. I agree that it is maybe one of the most scariest technologies to be invented in the past hundred years because you could make, I could invent a song and I, I could write a song and make it sound like Drake and, and put it out there. Yes, I understand that that's crazy. Yes, um, you know, my mother can call me and say something to me and I think it's her and it's not really her. Like, We've never been faced with that. And, you know, we could put information into an AI and it give us a picture. So the, I know there's going to be a lot of misleading things and a lot of people that are tricked and duped. But I just think that the more we talk about it and the more people are aware of AI, I think that the, um, the, the, um, the, um, it's the word I'm looking for. I just think that, you know, I just think we're humans at the end of the day and whatever, comes our way, we're going to put barriers. Yeah, we're going to put barriers and there's things that are going to come that protect us from AI. 
That's that's just what I think. And the last thing that um, my other nephew um, explained to me, which is one of the things that are a little bit um, fearful, is that how AI works is like this, where you give it a, uh, you give it a task. For example, build me a road. If you give a human being that task to say, build me a road, you'll look down and say, oh, there's an anthill. I need to do this with the anthill. Or there is a person here. Or there is a something that is in the way. So you'll come back and say, I know you want me to build a road, but there's an anthill here. There's a house over here. Do you, are you sure that you want to do that? The thing with AI is that it has no emotion and it has no feelings. So if you give it a task, what people are worried about is that it doesn't have the emotion to, to differentiate of what is good and what is bad. And I get that. And I love that analogy. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was really clever to a good way to um, articulate, you know, people's fears. But again, because it's so new and because it's, in the beginning, and I think maybe that's what Jeffrey um, Hinton is saying, is that let's not totally get rid of it, and probably too late to get rid of it, but, you know, let's put some, you know, boundaries and put some barriers around this technology like we have with so many other things, um, and, and you know, of course there's going to be bad for it, but let's use the good out of it, and 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 like he said, my nephew, where he's like, okay, you're so afraid of AI like coming and taking us over, but are you not afraid of Putin dropping a nuclear bomb? Are you not afraid of Donald Trump doing whatever he has the capabilities of doing? Like, if you're so afraid of AI, then you should still, you should be just as afraid of, of humans that have capabilities of doing crazy things. So I'll leave that with you people that are against AI and the people that are with it. Think about that. Like if you're afraid of technology taking us over and taking humanity over, you should be just afraid of some of the human beings that we have taking us over and what they can do. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy, Turn Out Loud. Peace!